Hi, this is Dr. John Day from the Get Your Life Back in Rhythm podcast. This is podcast episode number 320. Is caloric density the secret to eating as much as you want without gaining weight? And this uh, was based on a blog article written by the uh, ever awesome Kate Clemens. She's written a number of articles uh, with me on the website and is currently uh, in her physician assistance training program at Yale University. So is there a way to never feel hungry again and not gain weight? One answer is to mostly eat only those foods with the absolute lowest caloric density. In other words, a low caloric density means you want the most food you can possibly get on your plate with the least amount of calories. And in this podcast, episode, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about the low caloric density eating approach. So first, I thought I would share with my approach uh, and what I've done over the years in eating a uh, low caloric density way. Focusing primarily on foods with the lowest caloric density is something that I've been doing for the last 10 years to help maintain my 30 pound weight loss. For me, piling up my plate high with as much food as I can to fill my belly, convinces me psychologically that I am full. And so I want as much on my plate as I can get with the least amount of calories. So as vegetables have the absolute lowest caloric density, this is what I mostly put on my plate. And because oils have the highest caloric density, I avoid oils whenever possible. For example, when making one of my multiple salads that I typically have in a day, I will put berries, beans, nuts, and seeds on my salad rather than salad dressing because berries, beans, nuts, and seeds have a much lower caloric density than salad dressing. So the bottom line is I try to avoid any salad dressing. Salad dressings, the caloric density is so high. So use nuts, use seeds, uh, use berries, use something else uh, to flavor your salary. salad. Sorry. <laughs> um, in general, my goal is to keep my caloric density below 780 calories per pound unless I'm eating nuts, seeds, or some dark chocolate. And for those of you who have listened to this podcast for a while, know that my dark chocolate is always 70% or higher cacao, and it's usually stevia sweetened, as I try to avoid all added sugars in my diet. If you're a little confused on or want to see a table of what the caloric density is, is of some foods, just go to my website, drjohnday.com, find blog number 320, and there you'll find a chart. If you're not looking at one in front of you, I will tell you that vegetables have the absolute lowest calories per pound of food. Next are fruit. Fruit is second is in second place with the lowest calories per pound. Then we move up to um, your, you know, some of like your legumes. Um, we also move up to many of your uh, grains. Basically, your uh, grains that are intact grains, grains that have not been pulverized into flour. The next step up, and this is where you get into the danger zone, are any flour-based foods. So it, 
bread that has flour in it, bagels, muffins, whatever. Now you are getting very high in your calories per pound. Sugars are very high in calories per pound. Um, anything processed in a box, jar, so your dry cereals, your breakfast cereal is sky high in calories per pound. Chips, sky high calories per pound. Crackers, even the so-called healthy crackers are sky high in calories per pound. Pretzels, popcorn, all sky high in calories per pound. Now, nuts and seeds are high in calories per pound, but these are incredibly healthy for you. And then at the very top of the list are oils. And nothing comes close to oils as far as calories per pound. Okay, all right. So getting back um, to how I eat, I try to focus on basically vegetables, mostly fruit. I do eat some intact grains. That's basically grains with no flour. And I do eat legumes. And this all keeps me under 780 calories per pound of food. And a pound of food is a lot of food. So that's the beauty of this is you can eat a ton of food if you can keep the caloric density low. Now of note, I do eat wild salmon every day. I have a small piece of wild salmon every day. And wild salmon also comes in right at about 780 calories per pound. I will on rare occasions put just a small taste of salad dressing on a fork. I never pour salad dressing on a salad. I always order my salads at a restaurant with dressing on the side because sometimes at a restaurant, I can't get the berries and I can't get the nuts and seeds to flavor my salad. And so in cases like these, I will just barely touch my fork into the salad dressing for just a slight taste of the salad dressing. But I never put salad dressing on my salad. So. Let's talk about how caloric density works. Caloric density is a straightforward approach to weight management that works. The idea is to increase the amount of food on your plate while decreasing your total caloric intake. You do this by paying attention to the calories per pound in the food you choose to eat. The best part of it is that you can eat for satiety and to optimize the amount of nutrients you take in at each meal. So let me share with you five key findings from weight loss and the caloric density way of eating research. So this is all based on published medical studies. Number one, people can freely eat foods that are about 300 calories per pound or less and not gain weight. So in other words, you can eat as many foods as you can stuff into your belly as long as the caloric density is 300 calories per pound or less. And the only thing that's gonna get you there are going to be vegetables and some fruit like berries. Otherwise, you'll never make it. Number two, People can consume relatively large portions of food that are between 400 and 800 calories per pound. And that's where I stay. With the exception of nuts and seeds, I never go above 800 calories per pound. And they can still lose weight or maintain weight depending on their individual activity levels and their individual uh, metabolism. So stick with foods that are 800 uh, calories per pound or less. So basically, these are going to be your vegetables, your fruit, intact grains. If they have flour, you're going to be over 800 calories per pound. It's also going to be your lentils and it's going to be your wild meats. If you eat factory produced meat, you're going to be over 800 calories per pound. 
Um, dairy is going to get you over 800 calories per pound. Um, and so I really stick under 800 calories per pound, except for nuts and seeds. Number three, foods with a caloric density of 800 to 1800 calories per pound should be limited as these can contribute to weight gain and interfere with efforts to lose weight. Number four, this is, this is all based on medical research. Foods over 1800 calories per pound should be extremely limited as these foods can very easily contribute to weight gain and obesity and also greatly interfere with efforts to lose weight. So when you're getting up to 1800 calories per pound, these are processed foods. These are oils, these are sweets. They're all gonna shoot you up over that dreaded 1800 calories per pound. Number five, in 2007, the American Cancer Institute and the World Cancer Research Fund published a report which recommended the average caloric density of the American diet should be lowered to about 567 calories per pound. And the only way you're gonna to get to 567 calories per pound is to make most of what you're eating vegetables. And this can easily be achieved if one focuses on vegetables, some low, low caloric density fruit like uh, um, berries, uh, avoiding any grains with flour in it and eating legumes. And so also it's important to know that this means without the addition of a bunch of salt, sugar, fat, oil, etc., to them as these will all change the health uh, aspects of the food you choose to eat. So the goal is to never diet again by following the caloric density eating approach. Using the caloric density approach is one that is truly simple and based on common sense. Better yet, it is easy to stick with which allows you to manage your weight for the rest of your life without dieting because you essentially end up eating more food with fewer calories and you'll feel satiated and happy. I know I am. I like having a full plate of food in front of me and I like to be able to eat everything on my plate. The only way you can safely do it without gaining weight is to make sure that most of your plate basically are vegetables. In a nutshell, by having a rough idea of how many calories there are in a given weight of food, one can enjoy a larger amount of food without increasing your total daily caloric intake. Once again, foods that fall into this category tend to be whole, natural, unprocessed, and they're the ones that keep us satiated and happy. And while low in caloric density, these foods tend to be highest in nutrient density. So it's a win-win. Basically, foods with the lowest caloric density are the same foods with the highest nutritional density. So once again, it's that win-win that we want. And so here are seven tips that Kate shared in her blog article on caloric density to healthy eating. Number one, get in tune with hunger and satiety. Eat only when you are hungry and avoid eating past the point of satiety. Remember to eat slowly and chew your food well. This is something I struggle on, so this was a good reminder for me. Number two, order matters. Start all meals with food, foods that are lower on the caloric density scale. So just like your mom told you, fill up on vegetables. This will help increase satiety and ensure that you are eating nutrient-dense foods that will optimize your health. Number three, form matters. Solid foods fill you up more than liquids of equal calories. 
Be mindful of your beverage choices and avoid any drinks with added sugars. And in fact, as I tell my patients, don't drink your calories. You don't want to drink anything that has calories in it because the, the caloric density is way too high. Don't drink your calories. Also, whenever possible, drink water. Water is simply the healthiest drink there is. Number four, dilution solution. Minimize the caloric density of your meals and increase the nutrient density with the 50-50 visual. Half of your plate by visual volume should be filled with non-starchy vegetables. That's what Kate wrote. I would argue, make it three quarters of your plate filled with non-starchy veggies. Number five, facts on fats. We need healthy fats to survive. No need to completely eliminate fats. However, keep in mind that even small amounts of healthy fats will greatly increase the caloric density of your meals. Your goal is to keep your average caloric density low. That's why I am more than willing to put nuts and seeds on my salad. It makes them taste a lot better. Also, it fills me up much more than salad dressing. And my overall caloric density is still extremely low. Number six, less high dense. When you incorporate high calorically dense foods into your meals, make sure the meal is already made up of mainly low calorically dense foods. So once again, focusing on keeping your average caloric density as low as possible. In conclusion, if you already have a heart condition and would like to see one of the great cardiologists that I work with every day at St. Mark's Hospital in Salt Lake City, Utah, please call my team at 801-266-3418. And just a reminder, my personal practice is 100% limited to patients suffering from documented arrhythmias. If you think you have a heart arrhythmia, get it documented. Get an Apple Watch, talk with your doctor, wear a monitor, et cetera. Um, that is where my, I, I want to help so many patients, but that is where I can do the most great, the greatest good in this world is focusing on where my area of expertise is the best, and that's in treating cardiac arrhythmias. Also, we're no longer able to do telemedicine visits out of the state of Utah due to government regulations since they cracked down after the first wave of COVID passed. So hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, tell somebody. And until next time, keep living better. 